day, everyone. This is Victor Young, and welcome to In Your Business with the Daily Life Coach. Today, we're going to talk about something more personal, something more warm and fuzzy. Because I'm in just I'm in that kind of mood today. I'm in the warm and fuzzy mood. So here's what we're going to talk about today. This is a special podcast that I'm going to dedicate to all the mothers out there. So this is our Mother's Day edition of the Daily Life Coach. And you ask me, how does Mother's Day and business have a connection? How do they connect? How do they overlap? I'll tell you about it because I'm just that kind of guy. I just love to share it, especially on holidays. So first, I'd like to start out by saying Happy Mother's Day to all you amazing mothers out there. The unsung heroes. You just get up and you get it done day after day. You know, I, it's been an interesting year when it comes to parenthood. And in particular, we'll talk about being a mother and what that means, what that represents, decisions that have to be made, and how people perceive their parents as a result of those things. You know, sometimes we assume just because uh, someone makes a decision, it's the decision they want to make, especially when they're tough decisions. When you have someone who is a leader, someone who loves someone, someone who understands exactly what they want to do and what they want to provide for you, oftentimes they're pushed into situations where they have to make decisions that are less than popular. Are you with me? What do you mean by making decisions that are less than popular? Making those darn tough decisions. I'll give an example. Take a single mother trying to raise her children on a limited budget, on a limited income. She's got to keep a roof over their head. She's got to make Christmas happen, make birthday parties happen, keep the electric on, give them a cell phone. Every kid today, if they don't have a cell phone, they'll call family services on you report you. But then you have all these other things that are non-life support items. It's not the food. It's not water. It's not the roof. It's not the basics, uh, basic essentials of power and et cetera, et cetera. So you take all this and all of a sudden you have these individuals that feel like they're being penalized. They feel like they're un, not being loved. They feel like they're not being supported by dear old mom. I've seen a lot of kids like that lately. They don't understand that money is finite. They don't understand that time is finite. They don't understand that other resources are finite. There's an end to it all. I know grown children, men's children, and women children in their 30s, 40s, and 50s who walk around to this very day holding a chip, holding a grudge, holding anger in their hearts and minds and spirits and bodies based upon the things that their mother or their father wasn't able to give them. Today we'll focus on the mothers. How are mothers and fathers different? Mothers and fathers are different in a lot of ways. You know, what, what do we count on for our mothers to do? Mothers provide a lot of nurturing, lots of love. Mothers can even be found guilty of giving their children things they really don't need. But if they feel they can get a little bit of happiness from that child, even though that child may not need an Xbox because his grades are 1.6 GPA, they say, I'm going to go against my, my feelings on this. I'm going to get little Bert, that PlayStation 4. Maybe that 1.8 GP will turn into a 2.0 if he has more happiness in his life. Fathers, that's not how we think. We're like, look here, kid. 
you bring up that 1.8 GPA to something respectable, you'll see a PlayStation. If not, you get the alternative. You get some real tough love. You get the hammer is what you get. Does that mean the father doesn't love the kid? No, father loves the kid. Father loves differently. Mothers make a lot of decisions that a lot of people don't understand. A lot of mothers love their children so hard that they allow them to get away with more than they should. What happens with that? You end up with these children, these, these man children that have an expectation that they should be taken care of. I like to call them, well, I can't call them that. If I, if I use the name I want to use, someone may think I'm directly talking about them. But we'll, just tra- we'll just call them man children. These man children who've been pampered and taken care of by their mothers their entire lives. And nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with a mother's love, smile, that home-cooked meal. But at what point do you actually begin to require that man-child or woman-child to become responsible and participate in life as an adult? The longer we wait sometimes, the longer we enable these individuals to avoid responsibility in life. I recently was told about a story of a 55-year-old man who wants to sue his father for child support. I'm like, how does that happen? And it's based upon the fact that, uh, you know, he just felt he didn't get as much as his other siblings. So he felt he felt he deserved some child support as an adult because he was keeping score, measuring the cars, the bicycles, the tricycles. He's just measuring. I know it's it's funny, but it's also scary in a sense. I mean, how could a grown man child who's exceeded the ripe old age of 50 years old, mid-50s, still have an expectation of his parent in their 70s, moving up into the late 70s, that I didn't get as much as some of my other siblings, therefore I deserve reparations, a payout. Give me a package. That's interesting. So for you children out there, here's how the deal works. As parents grow in age and wisdom experience and parenthood, and financially, if you were born first, hey, maybe you drew the short end of the stick on that deal. And I'll tell you why. Firstborn, your parents are in their young 20s, early 20s, sometimes even in their teens, depending on how it all started. And your parents don't have a lot of life experience. They don't have a lot of money. Their education's not where they want it yet. They're just getting started. And here you come, coming out breach, but first. For all you butt-first babies out there, I'm not trying to pick on you. I mean, some people say if you're born breached, that means you're uh, <laughs> you're letting the world know how you're going to act as you as an adult. I don't believe that. I mean, I think that's just a myth. Breach babies don't necessarily act like buttheads their entire life. I think that's a myth. However, I do think it's worth some research. Maybe we'll look into that. But if you're that first child and, and you're gracing us with your presence in this planet and your parents are in there teens or early 20s and they don't have the money the education the wisdom as parents they don't have any of that yet and you're upset about it today in life eh sorry you're just born the wrong time because then all of a sudden you see your little sister little brother come along your parents are in their mid-20s late 20s and then all of a sudden they've got more life experience more education they found some successes in life and all of a sudden the things that you felt you were deprived of as a child when they were broke trying to figure it out. You see your middle brother, middle sister get it. 
and all of a sudden you start to build this animosity towards mom. Well, she didn't buy me that, and she didn't buy me this, or they didn't do that for me that they do for my middle sibling. Tanner gets it all. Tanner, you're just a lucky dude. Meanwhile, poor little Jessica, crying her eyes out, watching her brother Tanner get all this cool stuff that she didn't get as a, as a child. Let me tell you what can happen to Jessica. Jessica can get so engaged and so captivated by the things that Tanner's getting as a young child that she starts missing the things that she's getting as she becomes a teenager. Because she's actually starting to benefit from this now. She just, she's just too focused on the things she didn't get when she was little. And her brother Tanner, that now she can't experience the love and the opportunity that she now has access to as a teen. Now that her parents have grown, now that her parents have more education. But she never forgets it. She never forgives mommy for not giving her that stuff. She didn't get the cupcake party. She didn't get the clown. She didn't get the photo booth. She didn't get the bouncy house. There weren't even bouncy houses available when you were little. Suck it up, Jessica. But this is how it all starts. And the next thing you know, the parents have another kid. They're in their early 30s. Mom's established. She's graduated from college. She's got a great job. And the new kid's born. Little Olivia comes along. Olivia, the baby girl of the family. Next thing you know, Tanner's looking at her saying, I didn't get any of the stuff that she gets. Mom never gave me the time that Olivia gets. Mom, I, I'm going to hold this against you the rest of my days. Mom, I'm going to require you from now on to make up for all the things that you weren't able to do for me. You owe me for a lifetime now. You are in my debt, mama. Or you say mother. Mother. Is anyone listening to this? Is anyone starting to realize the things that can occur subconsciously in all of us if we allow it to? And I bet you, I guarantee you right now, some of you out there, including myself, we probably know some of these people that we look at and we say, how can they hold these things against their parents? There's no such thing as being a perfect parent. A perfect mother doesn't exist. The perfection exists when we allow ourselves to see what they're working with. What do these individuals have available to them at the time? Normally what you'll see from a parent, normally what you'll see from a parent to a child is a representation of the best they've had at that time. Maybe they were going through some mental illness challenges. Maybe they were going through some financial deficits. Maybe they were going through a bad breakup. Maybe they lacked skills and education at the time when you came along. But fast forward 10 years, your little brother and your little sister they get to benefit from mommy's new education, her new confidence, her elevated surroundings and of individuals and networks, and her family has grown collectively. They're creating a dynasty of power and kinship and love. But that didn't exist when you were born. Do you hold that against her? See, not all of us have our mothers with us right now. My mother has, has passed and has her wings in heaven right now. And so I look back on a lot of things that my mother said or didn't say, did or didn't do. And I'm okay. Because I know my mother gave me the best of what she had based upon where she came from and based upon her growth on a daily basis. She continually evolved as a person, as a mother, as a citizen of America. She's a patriot as well. If I ever look back and wanted to 
inventory my life without really watching the progression of time and love and sacrifice my mother made for me over the years, I would be a selfish bastard. But why, why do we do this? Why do we sometimes harbor these bad feelings or bad emotions towards an individual, even though they've grown, even though they've apologized, even though they've shown us more love than anyone could probably ever deserve in their lifetime? We continue to try to make them pay for something that happened at a time that we were so young, we could never possibly understand their situation in that moment and in that time. And nor does nor do most people ask. I don't care what you're going through, mother. I wanted a new go-kart. How many waitresses working two jobs, trying to go to school, keep a roof overhead, do you see shopping for go-karts and side-by-sides and ATVs? Is that in their budget? And the problem is this. When an individual has never had to walk in the shoes of that individual, of that mom who's had to go out and make it happen, they can never quite understand how difficult it's been. If you're a child and you're on the receiving end of your mother's hard work and love and grace and protection and all the other things that a mother provides and you're not giving her that love and respect, mm, I'm not a violent man, but I probably would take a Maybe with all those white gloves that the French use when they used to duel. And I would slap your face several times. I don't know. The French do it twice. I think that's the tradition. Left and right. Right or left. I don't know. They, they'd use this white little glove. Actually, it's a glove. It's like Michael Jackson's glove. It just doesn't have the rhinestones on it. But I would. I, I would want to slap your face at least twice to follow the traditional guidelines of the French during a duel or... You know, if you allowed it and you asked for it, I would put my hand in the glove. But that's only if you asked for it. I'm a nonviolent individual. Unless you've gone through something, unless you've walked in someone's shoes before, based upon their challenges, not yours, but theirs, in their time when those challenges occurred, with the limited resources when those times occurred, suck it up. I'll hear kids say things like, uh, well, mom, all you had to do was go to a program and get help. They could have helped you with that. They didn't have programs 30 years ago for that type of stuff. Women had to figure it out. Programs exist, exist now. Those programs never existed back then. Maybe there were one or two in major metros and big cities, but resources that are available today to mothers, wasn't. they just weren't there. They were non-existent. So all the little things that you can Google and pull up on the Internet... They weren't available. There were no GoFundMe campaigns for single moms 30 years ago or 20 years ago or even 10 years ago. Even now. What do you do? Just because someone's a single mother, you put a GoFundMe page, you're expecting them to go and uh, fund your page so that you can get a new PlayStation, some shoes, and uh, a new bicycle? I'm sure the parents right now are playing this for their kids going, I, I just like this guy. I just want to listen to the podcast. You know, if you happen to listen to anything, that's fine. This is for you, moms. Make that kid listen to this podcast. That's your Mother's Day gift. Your Mother's Day gift is your child spends 30 minutes with you to listen to this podcast, and then you guys can have some dinner, lunch, brunch, and hopefully you've got a card and a gift or some chocolate or something. Even if it's one rose. Even if you've got to go out and pick a flower off the side of the road 
Stop making excuses why you can't make time to show your mother a little bit of love and some respect. Just because someone has the title mother does not make them perfect. It does not. Mothers make mistakes too. But in the midst of those mistakes, what you'll find is an individual who loves you enough to continually evolve, who continually forgives you for all your selfishness and lack of insight to see the struggle they live. Now let's talk about some of these parents that, uh, some of these kids who have mothers with money, some of the older mothers, they've worked hard their entire lives. They've provided, put the kids through school. They didn't have the time to go to the soccer games. They didn't have time to go and watch the recitals because they were paying for it. And the kids going, my mom didn't love me. She wasn't there. She was always at work. Her job was so important to her. You're a jackass. I'm sorry. Did I say that? If you actually think a parent would rather go to work and slave all day and night and miss recitals and soccer games and hanging out with other parents and barbecuing and tailgating and all that other good stuff that you missed out on because they love their work so much. I just wasn't important to him. I wasn't important to her. She just wanted to go to work all the time. Is because you've never gone to work and you're a lazy little bastard. Go to work. Get some responsibility. You'll, you'll see the truth on that deal. People are at work all the time because they got a big responsibilities. They got to take care of a bunch of people. That's why they're at work all the time. Not because they're so in love with their work. They just stay away from the family. It's just not fair. Well, the family wasn't so damn greedy and wanted iPhones and iPads and, and Michael Jordan shoes and all the different stuff they want. Maybe the parent wouldn't be at work all the time. Maybe if you went to work for a change, your mom wouldn't be at work all day working that job that she loves so much that she can't spend time with you. Paying for your college fund and whatnot and your dorm and your car insurance and all the other stuff you have. Let me tell you what those kids say. These kids say things like, they bribe me with money. I don't want their money. I don't want any of it. Just spend time with me. And then they sit down at the table with you and you're on your cell phone texting the whole time while they're trying to make conversation with you. So how was, how was your day, Tanner? It was all right. What did you learn today at school? Stuff. You're short. You're disengaged. But yet and still, you want to complain about how little time your parent spends with you and, and how they bribe you with their money and you don't want the money and you want their love. What do you really want? What do you want? Respect someone's time and energy and, and an engagement. When someone sits down with you to share with you, to engage with you, put your phone down. Stop texting. Give them that moment at least. Even if it's a moment of 10 minutes, 5 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it is, give them that moment. 100%. Do you think mom wants to leave work to come home and watch you ignore her and act like you're deprived when she's out working all day to make sure that you can have a decent life or just a shot at life? That's what parents want. Mom wants to see you have just a shot at being successful and happy. So she gives up her happiness on a daily basis by going to work and slaving to the bone to make sure you have the best education she can afford 
a roof over your head, and just a little bit of love. That's it. She wants to love you, give you a chance to be a productive, successful citizen of this great nation. And we think we're being bribed. You're bribing me. <laughs> the money's not important to me. Well, stop asking for stuff. If the money is not important, you need money to buy the crap you want. If you need more time, say, hey, you got any time to hang out? Don't be afraid or too proud to ask for it. My mother's always going to make time for you, even if she's tired. And if you really, really want to show some love and spend some time, help her clean the house. Don't sit there on the cell phone, your earbuds in, playing around. You see your mom in the kitchen? You want some engagement? Walk your butt in the kitchen. Grab a sponge and wash a dish. Wipe down a table. Talk to mom. Ask mom about her day. That's love. That's being appreciative. And I get it. I'm not going to be too hard on you guys because no one's ever taught you how to be appreciative before. When someone is down, you're supposed to reach your hand down and pull them up. And what does that pull-up consist of? If you see them working hard, work next to them. Work side by side with them. Show them that you care. Show them that you see their hard work. Every now and again, just take a little bit of a inventory of all the things you've been blessed with and afforded by your mother who's worked hard for you, who's taught you compassion, who's taught you about love, who's taught you about giving and understanding who's invested in your education, who's tried to keep you on track and just to ensure that when she's gone, she's left you with something, with something that you can work with to find happiness and a great relationship and, and have your own apartment and do all the things you want to do. That's what the goal is. But sometimes we can't see the goal. We can't see the big picture because we're looking at every little decision that's made and some tough decisions have to be made Mom's going to make some tough decisions. Does she put food on the table and go work an extra shift? Or does she go watch you in the chocolate nutcracker? I don't know. We make tough decisions as leaders, as parents, every day. A parent's a leader. That's what they are. They're the leader of the house, of the clan, of the family. A mother makes decisions and sacrifices. Who does she have around her children? What type of influences does she want around her children? My mother's overbearing. Now she's protecting you. Your mother's been through some things. And maybe if you took a moment and said, Mom, why are you so concerned? Why are you so concerned about X, Y, or Z? Whatever it may be. I guarantee you she has a story she's going to tell you about. Something that she's gone through. And that's why she's protecting you from environments and people and drugs and all that kind of good stuff. Mom's not crazy. Mom has been through something. Mom's got a story. And even if she didn't feel comfortable enough to tell you that story, you got to respect when someone loves you enough to dedicate their life's work, every breath, every step, towards trying to make you a better human being. Maybe their formula's not right. Maybe the career she's choosing for you is not the best one or the one that you think you should do. Maybe she's behind the times. Doesn't matter. At least respect it. You know, a lot of people spell love in a lot of different ways. Some, some spell love T-I-M-E. They spell it with time. And although someone may not give you the quantity of time you may want, if you can let down the 
anger, the resentment, the inventory of watching what you got and you didn't get and your brother got more and your sister got more or less and the baby got this and the oldest didn't and the medium child, I'm the middle child and they forgot about. If you can just put all that stuff down, put it down for the weekend. Show mom some love. Bring out the forgiveness. Give her the best you've got this weekend. I'm not talking about financially. I'm talking about mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Give mom the best you got right now because one day, unfortunately, you will not have a mother. It's just something that happens. And the worst thing in the world you could do is look back and think about how you held back from dear old mom. You had a chance to share, to show some love, to show some appreciation, gratitude, whatever it is. And you know what? There's a lot of you out there right now that are saying, well, my mom's just not a good person. Maybe your mother did drugs. Maybe your mother didn't have a mother who loved her and she didn't know how to love you back because she was never taught how to love. If your mother's still living, it's never too late to learn and share and try to create some of these experiences. Just remember that. But the crime would be if you give up on your mother while she's living, if you don't show her appreciation and gratitude and respect while she's here. Get over all the things she didn't do for you and didn't show you and just start with forgiving mom, appreciating mom, and loving mom. And remember, a lot of people spell love T-I-M-E. Give mom some time. I know mom can wear you out. I know sometimes you go to mom's house and mom is just like, she's just on you about everything. And you just sit there and you're like, oh my Lord, my goodness. I could be anywhere right now. I'm getting, I'm sitting here and mom just wearing me out, telling me what I should be doing, what I should be wearing, how I should be eating. I need more sleep. I need more of this. I need more of that. Mom's ease up this weekend. I got to throw that in there. Ease up. If you sit in the room and you don't even speak to each other this weekend, I want you to focus on just being positive or worst case, neutral. That's it. Neutrality is the worst case scenario. Best case scenario is you talk about something positive, uplifting, motivational, inspirational. Keep it all positive. And if you're broke and you don't have any money, you don't need money to show mom you love her. Show up. Clean up the house. Vacuum something. Rake a yard. Do something. Acts of service, acts of kindness. Don't just tell her. You can tell her too. Mom likes to hear stuff. You can tell her how much you appreciate her. But also show her something, give her something. This is my Mother's Day edition of the Daily Life Coach in your business. And I tell you what, if you do this, and this is what I'm going to end with, I'm going to wrap it all up with this. If you can do some of the things I talked about today, you will see an improvement in your business. You will see an improvement in your attitude. You will see an improvement and your energy levels, it takes a lot of energy to carry this hate and anger and resentment and questions for someone that you love. And your mom may not be perfect, but if you're harboring something for her, that's hard to do. Because instinctively, we're going to love our mothers no matter how good they are, or how bad they've been. So to carry negative energy, so to carry negative energy in your body, in your spirit about someone that you love, is going to drain you, it's going to, to deplete you, it's going to affect your performance professionally. It's going to throw off your creativity. It's going to have every relationship in your in your life lopsided. Questioned. There you have it, I wrapped it up. I bet you're wondering, how is he going to tie all this Mother's Day talk into, into business? That's it. If you can love your mother and forgive your mother, 
then you can learn how to forgive other people and trust other people. It's top down. In order for you to learn how to build relationships professionally, you have to be able to manage first your personal relationships. Believe me when I tell you this. You can't have a wrecked home life and personal life and then expect to excel with relationships with other people. You're carrying too much. It's too great a load. I know this is not my normal. However, moms, you deserve it. A little tribute to the moms out there. Happy Mother's Day once again. Take care of your mom. Your mom will take care of you. Learn to love each other. Forgive each other. Talk about all the struggles if you want to talk about them. Learn to laugh about it. Some things that happen in childhood are just darn right funny. I know mine was. Have a great Mother's Day. Share this podcast over your brunch, on the way to brunch. Play it in your car. Check it out on SoundCloud, on thedailylifecoach.com, iTunes, Stitcher. And we'll also have this available soon on YouTube. YouTube channel's coming up. And we're actually going to have each podcast recorded in video in segments as well. So we'll have a breakdown of two, three, four-minute segments to make it a point. Or you can watch the entire episode coming this summer. Have a great day and remember my friends, live fearless.